Hello and welcome to the Inklecast. And this week we're going to talk about the elephant in the room of our game company, the state of mobile gaming today. I'm John. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. So if you go to any review website or any forum on the entire internet, they'll all tell you that mobile gaming is appalling and everything on mobile space is terrible. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say they just it's they they treat it as irrelevant. Like most right. most game websites just don't cover it. They just don't they don't notice it because it just doesn't matter. It like it had its chance, it turned up, it fell over, fell on its face, and everyone's like, right, we're just gonna ignore you from now on, mobile gaming. Yeah. You you're you're rubbish. But then but is that actually true so recently yeah. i was stuck in a hospital waiting room for four hours and i had no internet connection i had only got the mobile phone games that i had on my phone and you to only keep me occupied the, the, the injury you had was that you'd cut your finger so you actually had the the use of only one hand <laughs> which is also a very specific requirement <laughs> very specific requirement that's true the other hand was held up up in the air so like i played about half an hour of desert golfing i played about half an hour of threes i played about 20 minutes of rains before i threw my phone across the room in disgust i played a small training game called Zezzy but I still don't understand the rules like but I, nothing really hooked me nothing that really kind of just actually gave me what I needed and also was, I wouldn't you know, say this is a highbrow lowbrow thing because I completely agree with you and I was trying to find something to play um, the other day and it's not because I want a deep experience it's not that I feel like everything that I see on the app store is bad because there isn't anything interesting I feel like there isn't anything that fits the exact space of time right. and headspace that I have at that particular exactly. moment. So a good example, I was playing Black, and Black is a beautiful game, it's very simple, it's mm. quite fun, uh, but it's no good if you're stuck in A&E for four hours, because once you've played four or five levels of Black, you want to kind of have a break from Black. Yeah. Like, and it's quite nice, and you can drop back into it at any time, mm -hmm. but it's definitely a, I've got ten minutes on the underground type yeah. game. It's not a, I'm stuck in a waiting room for four hours type game. Mm. And I think that maybe is the niche that I couldn't quite manage to fill. I want something that's easy and accessible, but not not totally a two-minute experience. Yeah, I guess the type of thing that I would be looking for is something like a simple version of Advance Wars or something, I, I don't know, like mm. maybe this kind of thing exists and I'm not ju just not finding so it. So I played or... through the Banner Saga on the iPad right. a couple of years ago. I bought the second one on the PC and I found that much less playable i really enjoyed okay. the ipad form factor for oh, really it. and i think it was that i think it was that i could lean back and play this little board game mm. and i kind of found it quite interesting but quite banner enjoyable. saga isn't designed for phone it, yeah, does well, it exist on phones I, I, I imagine it does exist on phones yeah but i didn't have it on my phone there was i couldn't download it on my phone yeah. i don't think it'd been released yet on my phone so I, I wonder if that would have that might have been the game that might have been the game yeah um and because, I, I used to play a lot of out there as well which yeah kind of i think actually i, I do perfect. really like out there for that very reason that i think it's the exact right shape of game right um, exactly it's sort it's of medium got, term experience it's got exactly mm. the right depth you can play it for between 10 minutes and two hours mm. yeah mm. i Oh, did I go back to it? I think I haven't got it on my new phone, which is why I didn't try it when I was okay. in A&E. I wonder, it would have been interesting because I haven't played it in a while. So I wonder whether I would have gone back to it or just been like, oh, it's just No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would say this is sort of something that we feel quite proud about is that for Sorcery in 80 Days, we do feel like we've kind of filled that niche to a certain extent. If anything, I would say... 
you know, like, although I'm very proud of what we've made, like, they they do feel quite deep as experiences. Like, 80 days, mm. you definitely need a bit of patience and a quiet room. Mm. Um, I, well, I sometimes feel that maybe 80 days has sold less well than it might have done because it it's a little bit too demanding. Yeah, like, exactly. Of, of and that's not and necessarily attention. a bad thing. Like I said, like you're not mm. necessarily looking for like a, a very highbrow experience. But it could be that it doesn't quite fit the need that people have on exactly. their phones. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Obviously, the mobile game that's done really well recently is Reigns, which is a very very kind of casual lightweight low touch yeah sort of experience you don't have to invest very much in it at all yeah and one thing it does quite cleverly i think is you can stop at basically any point and pick it up at any point like it doesn't really break into natural breaks at all like your king dies and a new one comes up but it doesn't make any difference Mm. to the loop that you're doing i i have to say i i downloaded it the other day and i gave it a try i just didn't get it at all i just didn't understand it like i I, I the first thing I noticed was the UI where you swipe left and right and I didn't understand what the relationship was between left and right swiping and the actions you're producing. Like sometimes it's yes and no, but you always still have to like swipe it a little bit so you can see what the text is and then swipe it a little bit the other way in order to see what the hmm. choice is in the other direction, which is just super fiddly think, and frustrating. I think after a while I got to the point where I, I cared sufficiently not that much that I would swipe it one way and if I was happy with the answer that it gave me, I would just accept it. And I think that was about the point when I went to play Desert Golfing instead. (laughs) (laughs) It was good though, because I've been stuck on this one level of Desert Golfing for like a year and a half and I finally got through (laughs) it. But actually, Desert Golfing is interesting because it is perhaps exactly the right level of engagement. Mm. Because it's got enough of a kind of, you have to concentrate a little bit, but you can kind of do it without thinking too much. I'd still, um, in absolute awe of its mixture of levels which are just easy and relaxing and nice, yeah. and then levels which are genuinely difficult. I have yeah. no idea how it does this. Uh, procedural generation. But how do they can't just be random? Because it, I mean, it might just be random, but I think, I feel like it's got some sense of my patience curve. I, dev- I never get right. three impossible ones in a okay. row. I get an impossible one followed by a couple of gentle ones. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe that's just like really good work of massaging the algorithm. I think it. I think whatever it does, it has definitely got good work of massaging the algorithm, even if the solution is very simple. Yeah. It's um, it, a sine wave it, of it complexity. Fine. Yeah, it could be, exactly. It just takes me on at highs and lows <laughs> yeah. repeatedly. I would totally fall for that. Um, I find my favourite iOS games are the ones that I found years ago and I just come back to them every now mm-hmm. and then like okay. Hoplite or Triple Town or ah like I know that. Hoplite I did play Hoplite about six rounds of Hoplite which is a fantastically good game but on my seventh round I was like I can't face doing this again yeah mm. I know what you mean which was a shame because it is a it is a really good game yeah a really good game I think what I really like about say threes or Triple Town and I, it's the sort of thing that I I also see it in Tetris is that you're constantly like the board is both you winning and losing, if that makes sense. Like, the more it gets filled up in threes, that's sort of a sign of your score, but it's also a sign of how close you are to losing. So there's this constant sense of tension mm. that really pushes you forward, and you never feel, ah, oh, now I've got to do another level. It's, do you ever, that's what, how you progress. What keeps you going with threes? Like, if you're sitting on a train on a one-hour journey, and you decide to play threes, what's dis- what causes you to decide, to decide after you lose to start again? Do you not feel this sense of, well, what's the point? Cause I... It's because, and this is not a very helpful answer, I, when I lose, I always lose with a pathetic score compared to my best <laughs> score. And I go, come right. on, I know I'm better than this. Right. And it's so because... it's almost the gambling thing of, like, just one more go. Just yeah, exactly, go, I exactly. Like, I, I can't go, I can't That's quit on a loss. That's interesting. But I always lose at threes because it records your best score, and my best score was really quite high. Yeah. 
back when it was new and everybody played it a couple of times and mm. yeah I think that's it exactly I guess I just quite like it personally like I sort of know how much time it's going to deal it's quite comfortable I don't mm. really it's it's I can always put it down. It's not like Hoplite, where if I make the commitment to start a level, I have to finish the level. If I start mm. in threes or triple down, it doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. I can come back to whatever I want. I have to say, with threes, it is another game that I just, I just don't get, really. Like, I can see vaguely that there are strategies there, but I'm just not interested mm. for some reason. Well, I, I guess like... you know how deep it goes, to be honest. Like, okay. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I but have I think, these vague strategies in my head. I think I never it's know interesting comparing the length of a play session of threes to the length of a play session of something like like Black or, or Two Dots or something, where, mm. where a level is actually reasonably, it's pretty short. Like, mm. it's got one idea in it, pretty much. You do that thing, and then it's done. Whereas threes, it goes on, that's that little bit longer, mm. a level. And I quite like that. I quite like okay. that about it. That yeah, no, actually... It doesn't feel totally throwaway in the way that a lot of people... Actually, I do, I do, do like two dots actually i like the fact that it gives you this sense of progression because it's got a nice kind of overworld map of like you going between mm. between the levels and each level is kind of manageable and has a nice sense of satisfaction when you manage to complete it, it i feel like there's a really good balance mm. in that I, game I, I i fell off two dots at the point where it popped up a dialogue box and i immediately clicked the button which was coloured to be cancelled and it was actually buy an eraser for 69p oh, thankfully the app store did a verification and i didn't yeah. buy something i don't want for money that's real but yeah like at that point i was a bit like i don't think this game likes me yeah so i bad taste I in your mouth yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah that's a shame yeah but the, i know that there are millions upon millions of apps in the app store so there must mm. be like there must be one or two they, they don't even need to be polished they'll just like but just sort of that just that just fill that, that i mean we've talked about theme. a number of decent games that we do quite like but if you actually look at the app store if you go onto it even the editors kind of choice ones or the just the new games we like ones there's just so much rubbish there mm, it's just like it's difficult to filter isn't it yeah and yeah. I, I don't know but maybe there are people out there who do enjoy some of those types of games but there's just so much trash i don't I don't really understand. There are definitely some game styles that just don't appeal to me. Like, yeah, maybe that's There's it. a lot of hidden object games on the App Store, and I've played one or two of them, and I don't really see the point. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of, I don't even know the word for it, like fiddly strategy games where you've got lots of little counters and lots of little special actions and timers and things, mm. and just it looks like a UI nightmare on a phone screen. Mm. Uh, but they seem to do okay on, on the App Store, but mm. I, I just, I, I, it's too a, much investment quite, for me. There's also quite a few um, platform games that are look... They, they often have quite nice creative art styles, or at least they, there's been a, clearly a lot of effort that's been put into them. Um, but Rayman Run kind of thing. Yeah, or... Well, that when you I don't know that game specifically, but it sounds like it's more of a game that has actually been designed for mobile. But there are a lot of platform games that are just pure platform games that would be best suited to a SNES oh, right. with a gamepad. And but they just add virtual controls or they add awkward mm. touchscreen controls that just don't work. I have to say, like a, a good counterexample to that is Leo's Fortune, which is a fantastic. Um, mobile uh, platform game that that works really well and it's beautiful and really well designed and it works um, on a mobile screen. But I think that really is the exception. And most platformers do have to, platformers do have to be distilled down to the kind of the Cannabolt, um endless runner format because that's the only thing that seems to work really consistently well on mobile. Mm. I don't know. I've not seen virtual joysticks. In- in a while actually at least not okay. when they're deliberately designed mm. for one of those 
like plug-in controllers in mind. Right. I haven't seen okay. that much. I think our last game I played with virtual joysticks was a Prince of Persia. <laughs> um, it wasn't. A, I don't think it was a. I can't remember if it was a game or if it was a port of one of the older games, but it had a weird virtual joystick which was trying to split the screen in half, and it, but it was otherwise. Mm. Right. But I, I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah, they're always awkward. Yeah, exactly. Awkward is but the But even word. at the best of times, I'd say that, like, I enjoyed Leo's Fortune, but actually it would have been a better game with a gamepad. Mm. Like, even though they really tried and it was the best solution they could have come up with and it was a good game, I would have preferred it on a traditional console. Mm. What about the older stuff? Do you remember Waking Mars? I remember yeah. liking Waking Mars a lot back in the day when I played it first. I think I played it more on an iPad than a phone. I don't know what it would be like on a phone if it worked. Yeah, even, I have but... to say, like, I... When iPads first came out, I was really excited about the format because it's mm. this large screen where you've got a gorgeous display. It's sort of like reading a, a, a glossy picture book or something. But the more I played games, especially action games, even a game like Waking Mars, just holding it with one hand and prodding it with the other, is it's actually really uncomfortable for long periods of time. Mm. Like, And if you have to use two fingers or something, it's just really awkward mm. compared with, say, a laptop or a gamepad and a TV mm. or just a phone where, like, it's all one-handed and there are a lot of kind of games which are designed for that and to, to be played that mm. way. Um, it's a very popular game, but I have to say I did really enjoy playing Cut the Rope. Like, it's it's... Mm. It's the right form factor. It's the right leveling of engagement. Um, I like little puzzly physics games, and it was well paced. Actually, it's um, funny actually because that's almost a genre and a structure of games that existed mm. massively about three or four years ago, and yeah. just doesn't exist anymore. Like well, those... The Angry Birds, Three Stars, lots right? Of exactly. Exactly. I mean, what else was in there? There was. All the stuff Rovio used to do. Where's like my water? Alex. Where's my water? That yeah. was good. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm they, just they had some good formula. game designers working at those companies. I think yeah, maybe they definitely. still are. I don't know. Maybe those games just don't make enough money when you compare them to say what like Supercell are doing, and that's yeah. maybe why they've died out mm. a little. Mm. To be fair though, I still think Clash Royale is the best iPhone game that I've played in a long while. Okay. I think it's really great and it's perfect sort of form factor wise. Like it takes up just enough time and it's. It's perfect as a phone game, control-wise, and it's strategically mm. deep while still being really accessible. Really a lot good. of these games are taking increasingly long to load at startup, though, which I find really frustrating because when iPhone games first came out, I felt like one of the one of the great things about them is that they took less than a second to load and they were mm. right there, ready to go. And so many of them seem to be built on either on game engines or maybe just iPhones. Just the apps are just slower to launch nowadays. Um, and you see these loading screens, and you have to go through menus and things, and I feel like that really breaks the kind of the mobile experience. And I, that's the yeah. way I felt about um, Clash Royale, actually, because it does have this loading screen. I guess it also needs to connect to the internet so that you can find it does matchmaking. Yeah, I never thought it was too bad, actually. Like, okay. it always connects you to a game within, like, ten seconds. But, but I, I, it's, it's funny, I guess you're what right. you're yeah. saying is something really about the context in which you're using yeah. a phone game, which is that you just want something to grab your attention right now. It's competing with it's competing with Twitter, that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. It's like, you could just go to Twitter and read some random rubbish that you don't want to read, but it's there right yeah. now. It's right in front of you. And if exactly. the game isn't faster, snappier, and more engaging than Twitter, exactly. you're not going to use it on your phone. Yeah, and that is that's... actually, that's an incredibly difficult design problem to, it is. to it fight is. with. Um, especially when you pick up a game you're not invested in and you haven't played at all. But it is something that I do think we've tried to tackle with the beginning of all of our games. Mm. We've always tried to be 
like have as quick a loop as Twitter and yeah. contain as much content yeah. as Twitter, but make sure that content is always good mm. and not stall you or kind of grind you or anything mm. too much. Whether whether we succeed or not, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, it's. I still think it's a really interesting space to design to, and a really underrepresented space, despite the fact there's a million billion apps out there. But it's so strange that it, in kind of discussions of game design, I feel like it's, it's almost, it it's almost as India's writing a text-based adventure game, <laughs> right. like what I was doing ten years ago. Yeah. Like I feel like a mobile game gets about as much discussion as a parser game. That's not true, obviously, but yeah, but I kind it has of feel like it's this ship that's slightly sunk under the water. Yeah, it doesn't really have a good reputation anymore. It's either yeah, just no one cares, or it's these behemoth uh, mobile companies that mm. do free to play games, mm. which is a shame. I wonder if there'll be a renaissance at some point. Mm. What do you think would would need for that to happen? Yeah, absolutely. That is a difficult question. I think it would have to be a shiny new piece of technology at this point. Like, mm. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine very many things kicking the iPad and tablet market back up. No. I mean, this, this, is, this is what scares me most about the future of our company is simply like, you know, imagine if the mobile space became unviable and if just by chance um, there's a perfect storm that means that there are suddenly, just for a couple of years there aren't really any spaces which are kind of viable for indies. And that can sort of happen by chance just through changing technology Mm. and changing trends. Mm. Um, And yeah, I think there's a real risk there. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't seem possible right now because basically across all devices, mobile, um, console and PC, there's there are great storefronts that's making this continuing to make the indie space um, flourish but i think it's it, i think they are making the indie space flourish for people who are already in the indie space like i wouldn't yeah. want to be starting a mobile company no right now because I'm, I'm not sure i mean maybe if you can find a way if you can make a great game obviously and you can find a way to find actual human beings at apple that you can talk to and show it to and these people do exist but they're very hard to find yeah um then maybe you can make it but you have to have some kind of connection if you were just yes like you and me starting a company three years ago yeah. the way that we did I'm, i think we would I think we would disappear without a trace. Yeah, although it has to be said, the first app that we made, um, you know, it didn't make enough money to keep us going, and it wasn't that that did keep us going. You know, we mm. had other things um, on the go. Um, mm. So, I mean, the if you are starting a new indie company now, you really do have to plan to have alternative sources of income Mm. coming from somewhere, whether it's, if you're going to be completely indie, you need to be doing some, some kind of contracting for someone. Mm. Um, I wonder if there is as much contract app design work because like we were doing quite a bit of that at the time. And I remember there were a few other companies that did like a Gantt and stuff. Yeah. Notoriously Mm. iOS developers were paid much, uh, much better than, say javascript or c++ yeah. developers yeah i wonder if that's still true yeah oh well so anyway everybody will be pleased to know that my finger is now fine i got out of here without any trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important thing um and you're never gonna play dev golf again well it's gonna be a long time until i play the golfing <laughs> again i think yeah but it's funny that i was i just end up playing all these games from 2014 like all of these games and just nothing from anything later like desert golfing and threes um yeah, there we go. Well, let us know if you know of any good recent um, classics that we've missed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, I'd like to hear them. Right. Um, thanks for listening. Mm.